हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, I'm sorry, 1st Canto, 10th Chapter, Text 14. And our topic is the departure of Lord Krishna for Dwarka. It's always an interesting section that one is given to speak on Srimad Bhagavatam when one is given the opportunity. It is strictly a uh, a mercy mission because you explain or you try to clarify what is here and then it is acceptable to inject realizations and feelings related to the text. But of course, before we delve into it, we like to remind all of us, ourselves, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we like to remember that there is a love that is available to each and every one of us, that Krishna loves us eternally, regardless of our imperfections and our mistakes. And he gives us time after time after time to correct any inefficiencies. Jai Sri Radhamadava is one very good example of understanding the love that the Lord possesses, not only for Radharani, but for all of us. Jairadhamadhava Kunjabihari Jairadhamadhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Yashunanandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yamunatira Vanachari Yamunatira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopijanavallabha Girivaradhari 
Hare Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Yashura Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yashura Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaya Radha Kalachanji, Radha Kalachanji, Radhe. Jaya Radha Kalachanji, Radha Kalachanji, Radhe. Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev Jaya Baladev Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra Jaya Subhadra Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Nitai Goro Haribol 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 Nitai Goro Haribol Jai Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Jai Shishi Radha Kalachanji Dham ki jai. Kauravimalanda. So, text 14 of chapter 10, canto 1. It's a very interesting one. And I always like to approach them based on the Contact, content, the essence of it. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Gnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshon Militam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha 
Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadam Ayam Dadati Swapadandikam Vancha Kalpa Turubhya Kripa Sundubhya Eva Cha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhya Namo Namaha Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadaraha Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So text 14. Nayan Rudam Ugalad Bashpam. Otkantiya devaka sute niryatiya garam no badram itishayan badavastriya nayarandam udgalabashpam utkantaya devaka sute niryatiya garam no badram itishayan badavastriyam nayarundam udgalam bashpam otkatiyam devaka sute Niryati agaran no badram itishayad bandava striya. Nayandu ugolad bashpam. Otankaye devakasute. Niryati agaran no badram. Itishaya Bandavastriyad Nayan Nayarundam Checking with great difficulty Utgalat Overwhelming Bashpam Tears Otkantayat Because of great anxiety Devakisute until the son of Devaki. Niyati, having come out. Agarat, from the palace. Naha, not. Abadram, inauspiciousness. Iti, thus. Shayat, may happen. Bandava, Relative, Sriya, ladies. And the translation here is the female relatives whose, whose eyes were flooded with tears out of anxiety for Krishna came out of the palace. They could stop their tears only with great difficulty. They feared that tears would cause misfortune at the time of departure. And the translation here is, there were hundreds of ladies in the palace of Hastinapur. All of them were affectionate to Krishna. All of them were relatives also. When they saw that Krishna was going away from the palace for his native place, they were very anxious for him. And as usual, tears began to roll down their cheeks. They thought at the same time that tears at that moment might be a cause of misfortune for Krishna. Therefore, they wanted to check them. This was very difficult for them because the tears could not be checked. Therefore, they smeared their tears in their eyes and their hearts throbbed. Therefore, ladies who were the wives and daughters-in-law of those who died in the battlefield never came in direct contact with Krishna. But all of them heard of him and his great activities and thus, they thought of him, talked of him, his name, 
fame, etc., and became affectionate also, like those who were in direct contact. Therefore, directly or indirectly, anyone who thinks of Krishna, talks of Krishna, or worships Krishna, becomes attached to him. Because Krishna is absolute, there is no difference between his name, form, quality, etc. Our intimate relation with Krishna can be confidentially revived by our talking of him, by our talking of, hearing of, or remembering him. It is so done due to spiritual potency. So this section is about feeling emotion for the ultimate, the absolute personality of Krishna. What to say that any of us could be fortunate enough to have that feeling of separation in our hearts to the extent that we are in tears. So I thought about what would it take to feel like that for someone? Hmm. There has to be some reciprocation, some feeling of care, of love, some intimacy shared, and whether that intimacy is a touch, words, or an action. Depending on the extent of those actions of love, then that determines the degree to which we may be in anxiety for the separation of anyone. Now, this is an interesting time, and I guess for a while this will be an interesting time because there's so much going on. We are very fortunate to have the scriptures to look upon and try to figure out how we should be acting or reacting. And I thought about tears, period. I thought, hmm, when I first came to Krishna consciousness, of course, my understanding or level of understanding at that time was that what I was seeing on the altar, I was not really seeing on the altar. Um, there's a belief in some faiths that the Lord cannot present himself in any form. I am most fortunate, most blessed. I think we all are when we come to the understanding that the deity form of the Lord is the Lord. But it has to go beyond that because when I saw the form of Radhakunja Bihari in uh, Michigan, I'll be honest, I didn't feel anything, but I thought, okay, so people are coming, they're honoring, they're worshiping, and my brother-in-law at the time uh, had moved from Maryland, and he was the one who introduced me to Krishna consciousness, so he never gave up. He was always bringing me back because he saw something that I didn't see. What I discovered is that when you serve someone or when you're serving with someone consistently, there's some type of rasa or relationship that develops. And in this case for Krishna, I was washing pots, super pots that I never had picked up so large a pot before, um, working tirelessly. And in my mind, it was like I was, it was mechanical. But I kept doing it to the point where I felt that I was actually honoring the Lord's servants by washing the pots because they were cooking prasadam for the Lord. And somewhere in the process, I developed a connection with Radha Kunja Bihari. And I recall one day taking darshan of Radha, uh, Radha Kunja Bihari 
I swear the Lord looked me directly in the eye, and everywhere that I went, those eyes were following me, and I thought, hmm, there's something to this. And there really is. It is our goal in life to not only find our way back home, because this is not our home, but to discover our true relationship with the Lord. The other thing is that no matter if no one else understands the process that you're going through, according to the process in the Vedic scriptures, there are ways to discover your relationship with the Lord and in turn realizing that you have an eternal relationship with everyone whose path you cross. It is not an accident that we are sitting here today. Not an accident. We've sat together before. We've probably sat together in different forms, but we have had our connections. What I'm finding today is that most of us are hesitant about showing our feelings, and that's a little sad. Nowhere in the scriptures do I recall the Lord frowning on tears of separation or tears from those who loved him dearly, whether they be male or female. And we've gotten away from that attachment. And I think how wonderful that attachment would be because I'm constantly working on it to look at the Lord and to have tears flowing from my eyes because somewhere in the back of my mind, I know we've been together before. And here in the scripture, it's talking about even the ladies the wives, the, the, the mothers who lost a loved one on the battlefield, even though they had no direct contact with Krishna, even they were in anxiety about separation. Now that has to tell you that this is a very special person. The most special person in the world who's so full of love, that you can see through what he does and understand that he does it in a mood of love. That's when we begin to grow and develop an understanding that sometimes love is shown in different ways. For those who take shelter of Krishna, those who take diksha especially, and not necessarily that others that don't take diksha don't feel it, but you have a feeling that, okay, so this is the Lord and everything is supposed to happen perfectly. No, it's not. It's not. We're in this world, but not of it. And because this is an imperfect condition that we're in, things are going to happen, and they're not going to be so pleasant. But the fact that we have the foundation of the Lord holding us, keeping us sane, is what we cling to. So often we hear, hold on to the lotus feet of the Lord, hold on to the lotus feet of Guru, and they didn't really mean anything to me. But if you live long enough, different circumstances will happen in your life where you realize how important it is to do exactly that. We must also realize that love is shown in many different ways. Sometimes you may have a loved one who is suffering. And they don't necessarily have to be older. They can be younger. It, it's at a point now where it doesn't matter the age of the souls that are leaving this planet. But the point is, we need to understand that when they are taken away. That is Krishna's mercy. However, indirectly it happens because not a single thing happens without Krishna knowing. Not an illness, not a virus 
um, nothing. The Lord has complete control over the outcome, the end results. Most of the situations are situations from previous lives where we've done things and we come into this life and everything is going perfectly fine and all of a sudden we hit a brick wall and it's, what, it's like, what did what, I do, Krishna? What did I do? Well, there is a thing called karma and it is the understanding that when you take shelter of guru, guru takes the karma. But that does not erase what you've done, and to some degree, you have to rectify that. It doesn't mean you've not been forgiven. It's just that for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction, sometimes an even greater reaction. And when that reaction or that action comes, it's out of love. To see a loved one that's suffering, Krishna will take them, remove them from the material world because they've done exactly what they were supposed to do and it's an act of kindness for, hmm, let's say, particular friendships or relationships. They end for whatever reason. Whenever they get to that point, as long as we're holding on to the lotus feet of Krishna, as long as we understand that he is our savior, our strength, our backup, our protector, our everything, we will get through it. And every time there is an obstacle or a situation that is really heavy, that is really overwhelming for us, believe me, as long as you have the faith, doesn't have to be a monumental amount of faith, but faith as tiny as a mustard seed. Nobody else may see it, but Krishna sees it. Krishna will get you through it. As a matter of fact, you will get through it and you will look back and not realize that you've gotten through it. Tears are healthy. Tears are very healthy. With women, we are considered those that very easily cry. And there is nothing wrong with shedding tears because I look at it as a purifying experience. Now, don't take this the wrong way because I have respect for all genders. It is just that sometimes in this age, you don't see many males crying because it's considered a state of weakness. Now, me personally, because it's not in the scriptures, but me personally, over a lifetime, that concerns me. Whenever an individual um, is confronted by an obstacle, whenever sadness comes, whenever there's a loss, and you look at someone and they're holding it in and they're not expressing it, it's almost like, to me, it's like sweeping something under the carpet. And if you sweep up, sweep something under the carpet long enough, it's going to manifest into something that, first of all, doesn't belong under the carpet. And it will begin to, in my way of analogy, it will begin to uh, smell. Now, smell in such a way that it becomes an obstacle in your living. And I'm saying that to take a nice step toward the fact that I think it's so healthy for men to cry, to release things. And I'm afraid to trust any male that does not cry. We're all human. We're all considered in the form, uh, in the feminine form. Krishna is the eternal male form. We are in the feminine form. So it's totally okay for men to cry. It's totally okay, of course, for women to cry. And it's a sign of strength. And that's why I say, every now and then, whenever it comes to mind, how we need to live is written in the scriptures. These are examples given to us. They didn't have to write a text on 
women crying on the separation or at the separation of Krishna, it wasn't necessary. You just kind of imagine that they must have cried because you read up to the point where Krishna was so dear to them, there was so much love for him that when he left, there had to be some anxiety. But think about this. Even though, of course, it's in the scripture and it's perfect fact, we are never for one moment separated from Krishna. Krishna is in the heart. We have never been alone. Not one time. And I think that now people are beginning to realize how close their connection is or is not with the Lord. And you have to base it on the question or the fact that maybe they're not close to people that are around them. To take that one step further, I know we've seen people that have been uh, devotees for a long time, senior devotees, new devotees, that are so enamored by Krishna, they're loving Krishna, everything about him, but yet and still, the person that's next to them, they can't even open their mouths and speak to them. So why would Krishna accept your love if you cannot feel or show love for his children? And we're all children of the Lord. We need to evaluate how we're dealing with each other. We need to evaluate, especially now, how we're dealing with each other because So much is coming to the surface, especially for those that are at home um, with someone or alone. Um, I'm not sure, and this is probably an area I shouldn't touch, but I'm just curious, you know, how one handles themselves when they're away from home. Do you still feel anxiety about what's going on in the world? Do you feel better when you're in a different place? I'm thinking that as long as you know that Krishna is with you, no matter where you are, you should have a certain strength. And if you are sincere about knowing and developing even more your relationship with the Lord, you become a priceless rare figure to someone who's seeking solace, to someone who's seeking peace. And I think right now we should ask ourselves, you know, how sincere are we? Are we in a position where if a stranger looks at us or someone on the streets that we don't know looks at us, do they see a peaceful individual? Do they see someone that's willing to help them? That doesn't necessarily mean you have to pick them up and move them into your house, but is this someone that can give me a kind word under the conditions of the world right now? I don't know when there's ever been a time like this to reach out to someone, to find so many people that are in need. And yes, I probably sound like a recording over and over again, But I don't think we could ever say enough about relationships and about feeling for each other as we can right now when our minds are subject to so much confusion, so much misdirection, so much herd mentality to the point where you're thinking, I must be the only one that understands my relationship with Krishna, I must be the only one that knows that no matter what's going on, Krishna has it covered. Krishna has it covered, and it's not our responsibility to be in anxiety for it. It is not our responsibility to be in fear of it because our Lord, our Father, Mother, God, Krishna has everything in control. Who knows that better than a devotee, than a soul that's been struggling in this lifetime and knowing that they had another life before 
and they're being given an opportunity now to have it again. And maybe the purpose of each and every one of us now is for this period in time. It's to pull ourselves together, to find out what role we're supposed to be playing in this world right now. And it doesn't mean immediately where you are. It can mean reaching across the country and helping someone. Because somehow or another, I've fallen into that position. Um, my Guru Dave gave me instructions. He only gave me one instruction. And I thought, he must not love me because he only gave me one instruction, but it was an important one. It was to not take things so personally and to pull in my claws because sometimes I would be quite hard with someone if they were not following, if they were not on the path, if they were being deceptive or, or whatever. Well, now is a time where we should be compassionate and forgiving and understanding and of service to others, regardless and within reasonable conditions. That's how we should be interacting right now. We should be beacons shining, and it's not impossible to do. What is possible is to do some things very simply. How do we strengthen ourselves? Read. Read. Have association of devotees. Have the association of a devotee. Have the association of a devotee who is going in the direction that you are desiring to go because it is on a path back to Godhead. This is not directly in the scripture somewhere, but you see people doing it. Be of service. Do some service. That's what softened my heart. That really softened my heart. When you have an opportunity, hear from the scriptures, from an acharya, from guru. And the other thing is, it is a rare opportunity to hear the scriptures. There are parts of the world where people are not allowed to hear it in public. Hear the scriptures. Take the essence of it for what you were hearing from the scriptures. Don't give so much attention to who's speaking. Don't give so much attention to how the pronunciation is. That's not important. Krishna sees the heart, even if you don't see it. Take the opportunity that every time you hear someone speak of the scriptures, it is the right time for you to hear it, and there is something there that you need to hear. Even if you have to go above and beyond the words that are coming out of the, the person's mouth, there is something in the scriptures that we all need to hear. And if there's ever been a time to hold on to it, it's now. Having the emotional strength well, I guess it's more than emotional strength being able to have association, being able to take darshan of the Lord, reading, and above all else, chanting. I have never been so aware of how insincere my chanting can be. What is it based on? Up, all the body aches, or this is aching me, and I, Krishna, I can't focus. You look at so many gurus that have left their bodies, and in their condition, they're still preaching. Srila Prabhupada, on his bed, he's departing, and he's trying to give the last words. Um, who else? Bhaktichadu. Uh, what a strength. What compassion. What a loss. But the last time I remember having his association was in India. Yeah, 2020, he was in a building the next door. And I recall 
hearing him every single day in the morning, either the afternoon at night, and I wonder, what on earth is going on with Guru? He is wearing himself down, but his dedication to Srila Prabhupada was such that he did whatever was necessary because he loved Srila Prabhupada, who loved his guru, who loved right through the parampara. They all loved Krishna. And if we do not find anything else important in this world, in this moment right now to do, develop your relationship with Krishna. Develop a love with Krishna. If you don't know how to love, look at the examples of those who showed their love for Krishna. How they danced. How they held one another. And yes, we do have to be careful about that, but the point is it was pure in the scriptures. Learn how to exude love. Learn how to show the proper way to love. There is a proper way to do it. But above all else, accept the fact that it is okay to cry. It is okay to have tears. And this goes off track a little bit, but do you know there are actually medications out there that will take the tears from you. They will take your emotions away. And you have to be really careful about that. Um, would I say it's a conspiracy? No, I'm not going to say that. But the point is, we have to be careful about what we take. We have to work on being stronger to try to find natural ways to exist because the medicine is in the plants. They're in the plants. Whatever we need to do to get on track within the boundaries of Krishna consciousness do it. Don't worry about what anybody thinks about the tears you shed, about the expression on your face when you're crying, because I understand we may not be the most attractive, but who cares? You're crying for Krishna, and here it is acceptable. Krishna is leaving for Dwarka, the devotees, the gopis, the cowherd boys, the mothers, the fathers, family members are missing him. And we're not talking about an ordinary person to miss. We're talking about Krishna. Our love should be so deep that we feel this, but that we be strong enough to endure that and keep that love and affection, that feeling of separation, because it in a sense, it elevates you, and that may sound strange, but to, te to be tearful and to acknowledge it and to express it, it does something for the personality. That sounds strange, but wait until you get the opportunity to do it. Nobody else needs to understand it. But when we're at that point, we're vulnerable to very good association and relationships. It's a cleansing process, and right now we're all in a cleansing mood. We're all in our own individual showers purifying ourselves. So to, um, we'll, we'll end with that, but we'll end with the fact that feelings are not something that we should hide no matter what our culture is, no matter what our upbringing is, it doesn't mean that we have to be crying every single time. Um, what do they call it when they call the crocodile tears? I never could figure that out. So it's a myth or a legend that, well, this is a horrible thing to say, forgive me, but crocodile tears comes from a myth that when crocodiles are consuming things, they're pushing air through the eyes, and it resembles tears. I know, that is so far out. I, I I didn't even want to repeat it, but I thought, okay, let's give some backing on crocodile tears. Crocodile tears are fake tears. You don't fake love Krishna, and you don't fake love anyone. You don't fake it anyway. But 
if there's anything that you can believe from me. Even for those that do not know me, know the face, know the name, you actually can have this relationship with the Lord. Why? I remember being in Vrindavan, and I don't remember what was going on, but I remember exactly we were leaving Krishna Balaram Temple. And I remember looking up at Krishna and Balaram. And it was like the heart was going to burst because I was leaving them. I couldn't even understand why am I feeling this way. But it was a nice feeling. It hurt a little bit, but you know what? It made me love them even more, as strange as that sounds. So, um, again, showing the extent of Krishna's life and those around him and how those individuals reacted, it is totally acceptable to show emotion, to show tears, because in the scriptures that was written, oh my gosh, it's time immemorial. It tells you that the female relatives, their eyes were full of tears. They were trying so very hard not to tear. And the other point, the other thing that I was questioning I had heard, before I go any further, I had heard that um, when Srila Prabhupada was leaving his body, there were disciples that were crying and they were chastised. And I also understand that it is, in some cultures, forbidden to show feelings of tears. And I'm wondering, is anybody familiar with the reason behind it? Now, When someone is departing, I understand that if we are extremely tearful, we're uh, inhibiting their departure, the soul from the body. Is, Is there another reason why one should not show tears or feelings of separation? Because I don't really understand that. And I'm not trying to go against the scriptures, but I find that it is a healthy procedure. It's a healthy process. But at that time, um, it says they feared that tears would cause misfortune at the time of departure. Yeah. So um, it, can, can you can you lend anything, anyone, to that? Tears of departure, it's not that little. Where's the mic? Because someone... Someone sent me a message saying, please make sure they have the mic because they can't hear, but well, if you don't find it, just use, use the mic. So they can hear you. That makes sense. That makes sense because, as Prabhu was saying, that uh, during examples during Srila Prabhupada's departure, there was so much service that was being done, uh, and even talking about the chariot driver for Lord Krishna as he's departing uh, for Dwarka, there's service that needs to be done, and if one is full of tears, obstructing the service by holding in the tears or being distracted by the tears, it stops the service. And what I'm hearing is that regardless, service must go on. Um, doesn't mean that tears are not healthy, but there are services that need to be tended to. And yes, there is a proper time to cry, but especially in the dealing of a highly elevated individual, it's okay, but perform the service if it means crying later. But the bottom line I'm hearing is that it is not a bad thing to cry. It is over. It is taking over 
the real responsibility of whatever service is necessary at that time. Does that make sense? Okay, that's that's a very good point, very good point. I understood the part about not crying because the soul is leaving the body and the soul being very, in this case, being very affectionate, Srila Prabhupada, and you stay a little bit longer. It, it actually inhibits your departure, but also when there is service to be done at that particular time for anyone, sometimes tears need to be held back until a later time. So, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to end at this point. Does anyone have anything that you want to share? At this time. Yes, Prabhu? We do want to hear you. You understand why you're doing it, and you understand the purpose behind it. You understand why you're doing it, and you understand the purpose behind it, so you can't misdirect what you're feeling. It's a relationship between family. It's in a loving mode. And it's totally okay. But unfortunately, sometimes what we experience are people that are so transcendental, so holy, that their only connection is with Krishna. Well, that's nice, but it's not what Krishna wants. He wants you to be able to be that way with your the, the fellow man, the fellow woman, the 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 other people instead of with him. Otherwise it's it's not genuine. Why would you well put yourself in that position. Why would you love me and not love an extension of me? Regardless of their personality, look for the God in the heart because he is there. He is always there. But yes, that that is something that is another thing that I think regardless of other religions, devotees need to work on. And when you do that, I mean, it just, it lifts, it elevates you. It just makes you look so positive, so beautiful in the Lord's sight and in others' sight because you're doing exactly what Krishna wants you to do and you're doing it in such a way that it will enhance your relationship with other individuals. Good point, Prabhu, good point. Okay, so I'll end at this point uh, and also being very grateful for anyone that shows up in the morning during these times. Uh, it, can be a, um, it can be a challenge, but it is a great seva opportunity to see the Lord so early in the morning. So, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pamananda, Haribo, Hare Krishna. Oh, glory.